Welcome to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. The Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series is dedicated to providing internet marketing education to physicians for better business development and overall patient communication. Hello, I am Michael Dubkowski. Welcome to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. Today, I am fortunate to have Tamara Nedzikowski with me. Uh, I know Tamara from um, working at a dental practice, actually, in uh, Massachusetts. And um, Tamara and I have crossed paths a lot over the last few years, and we're very excited to have her today. Tamara, welcome. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, you've had a very interesting journey in life, and, you know, at one point, I think we we came to the conclusion that you could have possibly have been my English teacher at UNH. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we've had some good experiences over the years. And, uh, you know, so the focus of today is we really want to get to the heart of what um, Tamara's very good at, which is this um, understanding the organizational challenges and, and really getting to the pulse and the heartbeat of the organization and how to make that better. And the projects I've had to interface with with Tamron have just been very successful and there's almost like a formula there's a very great attention to detail um, and it's really helped out a lot of the groups that I've worked with become better um, in particular the Tewksbury Dental Project was was really fascinating to see where they used to be you know, and where they are today so um, tell us a little bit about how you got here and like what was your journey like in the early days uh, my background is a little strange considering where I ended up, but um, I was telling you earlier, I moved around a lot when I was growing up as a kid. Um, I've lived all over the country. I had a lot of interest in writing when I was young and actually ended up studying writing in school. And that's how I ended up teaching writing where we may or may not have had you as a student in one of my (laughs) classes at the university. Um, And I uh, have always also been very interested in helping people have a vision of how they can do the best or be the best they can be. Um, And the two things kind of marry up in the way that I work with the clients I have now, um, uh, organizational development, and then helping them with branding and marketing. Um, It's kind of how we got connected. And really my first project uh, working on website and and brand was was that project with you. I was in doing an organizational uh, development project with that dental client and kind of got passed off the the website project with you Um, and it's been really exciting to have the two kind of married up you had a very interesting approach on that project um, because you know i'd worked on hundreds of websites and um but you know i think your approach when we started to work together uh related to content um was different um explain some of your opinions and philosophies on how an organization needs to approach their content well what's fascinating to me is how many people um sort of brush it off as a check the box it's done you know we have a website we have social media we're all set up we're ready to go those things exist and how little they they recognize about what an opportunity that is to tell the story of who they are and differentiate themselves from their competition and to the market they're trying to reach and and speak to Um, and I really do believe that every one of the people I meet in every practice, every every office that I've worked in, does have kind of a unique spin on whatever their field is. So why do you feel like maybe they're not sharing their stories or, or, or how I, do you help I think them that, get I think the, they, go to that, they go to that place of like, check the box, it's done, I have a website. And they don't really think about how that could be a tool 
that they could use. And what I found is when I when I come in and I'm working with people on uh, organizational issues, you know, developing the team or helping the doctor become a better leader or working with office manager, one of the great things about the uh, website project or developing social media is it's kind of a, a project that everybody can get their hooks into and really define what that story is and what they're trying to say. Uh, they, they have to figure it out for themselves and then put it out there in kind of a unique way. You know, this year I kind of, for the first time, uh, was looking at a website and I realized, you know what? Like, most about pages are really boring. And they don't tell yeah. a story. And right. like, here you have a platform that's almost on every website navigation. And they're not telling the story. Yeah. What are the spots or places like in the website and social media that you feel like they have an opportunity to tell the story? Well, I, I mean, you, you hit it exactly. I mean, here's this, here's this amazing chance to really define yourself for a prospect. And you got a paragraph with no pictures and a video. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. And some, and some grammatical errors and maybe a spelling error because, you know, the English teacher and you never dies. So you're going to see that right glaring off the page first and foremost. But I think they all have it in them. And part of what our role is is to help draw that out. And, and let them see that and have that experience. And I love seeing how proud everybody is when it's done. They're, they're really proud of it because it is saying something now. It's not just some kind of you know, generic blah on the page. It's really legitimately defining who they are. Everybody in the group, not just the doctor or the owner or the, you know, the idea of the practice, but everybody's kind of showing up in that story. Um, I love the, obviously, all original content. I love when doctors share their cases and they tell stories of their patients and their clients. I love all original photography and case photos that are legitimately that person's work. I think all of those things help make that a more unique experience for for the viewer. So if a practice wanted to get to this level we're talking about, what are some of the things that you do that are different um, to get this information out of the organization, out of the physicians, to start to build a story? You must have to do some kind of discovery well, I think or pe- interview yeah. process. I think people need to need to sit with somebody who can ask all the right questions and start to create a, a sense of focus and also create a, a, an awareness of you know, who, who are our competition? Who are we trying to talk to? Who is our audience? You know, that's a writing thing. Like, who, who are we talking to, right? You write very differently for different audiences. The same is true when you're designing your, your you know, online brand and your name and your story. You have to think about who you're actually speaking to. And that's where I like to start, is who, who are you reaching? Who would you like to reach? You know, who's your ideal audience? And I think I probably use a lot of that writer language when I talk to people without even realizing it because it helps us get that focus down so that we can we can work that out with them and make it as unique as possible for them. So you're you're an organizational structure improvement person, <laughs> but you bring in this wonderful writing experience and custom approach to content. Um, tell us about the original mission of Hayden Education and how how that came about. How did you kind of eventually end up uh, working a lot in the dental space? So it was the it was the teaching background uh, from working at university when I was younger. That was my my first the first version of my career life was teaching writing at the University of New Hampshire. Um, but as a teacher, I was brought in to help train uh, in the dental field 
doctors and dental teams that were bringing digital technology into their practices. How do we integrate it into the way that we deliver treatment? How do we make everybody comfortable talking about it and using it? How do we educate our patients about the value that it brings to their treatment? Um, so I, I worked with a partner to build uh, like a half-day workshop where we would go in and help the dental team learn all about the digital technology. And while I was in the offices for half a day, suddenly I was saying, oh boy, <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. other things going on in here. <laughs> These people need my help for this and my help for that. And it, it sort of came from maybe a year of doing, you know, dozens of dental practices training around the digital technology and really getting a read and a feel on the culture in the offices and, and some of the issues that they might benefit uh, with some OD help. So how did you help practices with culture and, and businesses in general? I mean, this this is for anyone out there that has a business. We've talked extensively about this. You've talked with me about our company, leadership, culture. You know, how do you, how do you how do you help a practice, and what are kind of the the, the pillars? So the th the the three main things that I would say are one identifying where you're at and where you want to be. Where are you and where do you want to go? What is your trajectory of growth and improvement look like? And if you don't feel like you want to be on a tra trajectory of growth and improvement, then working with me is probably not something that you would really need to do. So I like to find people who say, you know, I'm here, I want to go there. What's that journey going to look like? I know what I want it to look like. How do I get there? How do I implement what I need to get there? The second is taking a good inventory of leadership and management and how the organization is structured to achieve outcome. We have to build the infrastructure that we need. You have and to have the talent. Well, you, yeah. have, to, you have to organize people. I, I, I always call it innovating around the resources that you have, right? Because you're not going to plan your vision and then fire everybody because you don't have the right people to get there. You have to look at your team as a resource, right? How do we innovate around the resources that we have? Which means how do we delegate certain responsibilities to different people? How do we restructure maybe the way that we execute our, our business and our tasks? Um, all of those types of things need to come into play from the point of the leader. And then the third thing is I think really thinking about that vision, those core values, the, the, the really going back to the heart of why you started doing what you're doing in the first place and make sure that everybody in the organization has buy-in and connection to that because it doesn't matter if you have it if everybody else is not buying into the the core heart of what you want the business to be you can't really ever fully get to those goals that you have uh, you know at the end of your you know well there's never an end but your journey you can never get to beyond the journey even or get to the end if everybody isn't pushing along with you what do you see as some of the common mistakes or barriers to achieving this this really healthy um, cultural heartbeat in an organization well one of the reasons that it's great to bring in an outside objective third party is that we lose our ability to see what's really happening because we have all our own you know, baggage around what we think is happening. And we're in it. And in a small business, and you know, a lot of- Yeah, I, I can totally relate to yeah, that. Medical yeah, medical and dental offices particularly, you know, I, I have clients that are anywhere from, you know, five to seven employees all the way up to, I have an office that has, you know, 31 employees now, still small business. You're in your bubble. You're not seeing, you know, the big picture from the outside, the way an outside objective. So being being willing and open to having someone like me come and kind of make an assessment of what's going on and then having the open-minded ability to sort of listen to the feedback 
and decide what parts of that you might want to work on and improve. So that's a limitation that I see. Yeah. Um, another limitation that I see is fear. I think a lot of people are afraid to try to do anything differently than how they already do it because they can't trust an, the outcome. And the truth is that most people who are on a trajectory of growth and change, once they start making the changes, they say, I can't believe I didn't do that sooner. So yeah. fearing change and being worried about, will it really work out? You know, can it be better? I, th I think that fear is real for people. Totally you know, Change real. is tough sometimes. T you know? Change is terrible. And I, I, well, I don't think change is terrible. I, I, I love change. <laughs> but I always say people would rather sometimes chew their own arm off than change yeah. and I can never understand that when I come in because it's like it, trust me in six months you're going to be you know knocking yourself Why in the forehead going what 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 was I thinking so once you figure out kind of like what it is that you need to change you know um, you'd, you'd referred to this word a little bit earlier and the word is implement so how do you take the uh, you know dream and make that dream a reality right so so I'll give you an example of something that I that I do very well um, a lot of people will have, I'm going to make it really simple for people to understand because a lot of people will relate to this, having a meeting. Okay. Everybody has meetings, <laughs> right? And they Sometime too many. get everybody together. <laughs> I, listen, you can have as many as you want, but the, the, the missing piece of meetings is always the implementation. Totally agree. The follow up. Yep. The metric that measures the action steps that we laid out in the meeting. Oh, wait, what? Action steps in the meeting? I didn't think of that. People literally sit in a room, and you have potentially you know, a brilliant group of people who have a lot of great ideas, and ideas don't get you anywhere. I mean, ideas are wonderful, and we all you know, can have fun with ideas, but unless we know that we're going to be able to actually bring an idea to fruition and have it become something, it's we might as well be talking about, you know, what we did over the weekend. So it's definitely, all about implementation. Definitely made that mistake a lot early on in my work mm -hmm. um, where I was the kind of person that had too many ideas mm -hmm. and wouldn't focus on one particular yeah. idea and drive it to the market. Um, eventually I figured out that I need to hone in on something and, and win that first before yeah. trying to take on yeah. everything else. So Yeah. Well, and as you're saying that, it makes me think, you know, I said fear of change, but I think that patience around the fact that growth is a process and it's not an event that instantly happens the minute you so I'll work with people and they'll be like well I told them x you know they have to do this a certain way and I told them that and then when it doesn't happen immediately the next day yeah I mean I that I have two distinct things that you made me think of right there um, one of them is um, a band's musical journey Mm. And the other one is my journey with MD Prospects, mm. which is, was, has been the most successful product that we've made. Mm. Uh, MD Prospects did not become successful in two years, three years, four years. <laughs> it's been out there for 10, 12 years now. <laughs> Finally has integrations with EMR systems. But that is not the kind of thing that happens overnight, you know. You often hear bands that get signed to record deals, you know. And I remember, you know, living in Chicago and watching local bands and you know, these guys have been at it for 10 years. Sure. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I start a band and next thing you know, I have a right. record deal with Atlantic, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And, and so, you know, this process, this map, this takes a long time, yes. you know, and, and you need to be focused on it. If you focus on it for a year or, or, or so, that's not enough. There needs to be routine focus on, on the ultimate goal. Well, and you're, you're, 
your pro your your trajectory of growth and improvement, which I keep repeating, is is really pretty much never ending because once you get a taste of being on the road of of improvement and growth and change, you want to keep doing it and you become more skilled at it, but it still helps to have the support of somebody from the outside. So a lot of the offices that I go into, I end up working there a lot longer than anybody thinks that I will because they really become synced into the idea of having somebody coaching and nurturing and supporting the process of implementation and action steps actually occurring versus talking about a lot of things and being frustrated all the time and not having the things come to the outcome that they were looking for. So if a practice wants to improve, um, do you conduct goal sessions or how do you help sure, them so, uh, so I, I usually identify what the I, goals I met with be. a new doctor about two weeks ago and um, you know I go in and I, I have them show me around and explain you know kind of a little bit you know how, how'd you get here you know how, how did you get to this point what, exactly what I said before where do you want to be and then I just ask a lot of questions and, and kind of listen so I can gauge what some of their issues might be that they might not even be aware of yet. You know, what are some of the things that I can kind of tell might be going on here? And interestingly, I mean, we, we all think that we're super unique individuals, but when it comes to organizations, a lot of the issues that organization fit, organizations face are very similar. And I've worked with, you know, I have a corporate side to my business and then the, the dental medical side. And what I see in corporate clients, businesses, and their organizations are very similar to things that I see in the smaller, you know, entrepreneurial businesses. Um, because human beings are all the same and we relate to each other similarly. Not that we're all individually the same, but the psychology of how we relate in groups is the same. And it's pretty easy to start to explain to people and give them some suggestions about a starting point and then steps that might start to move them in the right direction. And with a needs assessment or, or, a, or an introductory session like that, I'll often give some recommendations right out of the gate just to get them thinking. Even if we don't end up working together, it will get them thinking about some things that they might want to do. So in terms of success metrics, how do you evaluate this? Is this something you do um, every now and then with your customers to kind of go back to be like, where have we come? What have we done? So everyone I work with, you know, it's pretty much turned out that, you know, at a year we go back and we recap what were what were the objectives that we set and the goals that we set at the beginning of the year yeah. and how are we how are we looking? And it's yeah. pretty easy because we've clarified and identified them and defined them so well that it's easy for us to look at which ones succeeded and which ones might need more work. Yeah, yeah, isn't that something? And that's unique to each, you know, each yeah. organization. So Do you find that you've um, with the practices you've worked with how how's it going i mean like are, are people like really happy um is, is it do you have a lot of variation are you starting to see a pattern of, of of success if the roadmap is followed so so all the den all the dental clients that i've had i i they keep me around for a long time so i feel like we yeah. were we're doing well um with uh, corporate clients that I've worked with, I, I definitely see that when they've implant, implemented some of the organizational strategies and the uh, more productive ways to run meetings, how to define action steps and do implementation, you know, all those things, they become more uh, efficient and, and productive on their own because they have those tools yeah. to go forward and do it in a better way. I want to end on leadership. So just real quick for the listeners, you know, and the physicians out there, any advice? 
be really self-aware of what kind of leader you are and don't be afraid to recognize that leadership may not be your greatest strength. Decide if you want to develop yourself as a better leader. And if you're not interested in doing that, work with somebody to figure out how to delegate because you probably have some amazing people, you know, your, your resources around whom you can innovate who could do a lot of the things that you need to have done and to run the organization more effectively. Well, thanks, Tamara. You're definitely a specialist at understanding this organizational heartbeat. So if anybody out there is interested in um, contacting Tamara, you can always get in touch with us. We'll be happy to put you in touch. Um, she definitely is very well skilled in the dental space and um, also on the corporate level. So Tamara, thanks Thank for joining you, us. And, um, We'll talk to you soon. Great. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. For more information in regards to future podcasts or services discussed, please visit www.glacial.com or call us at 207-878-5900.